0: This is SAFN. And this is SFM Literature here on SFM. I'm Nancy Richardson. Well, we have another acclaimed South African writer. She's novelist and journalist, Joanne Richards, and her latest delivery is called The Imagined Child. Briefly, it's about a TV soap script writer who escapes the city of gold for a small town, a small town free state, uh, or for a free state small town, 0892 10 2010 if you want to give us a call and if you want to send us an sms it's 34701 well we've got joanne in the studio in joe to tell us all about it hi joanne
1: hi nancy
0: i'm doing my level best not to give too much away i don't know i don't know how well i'm doing here but interesting joanne you'll be interested to know that later on in the program we're going to be talking about book reviewing and numen yes. masinini who has just reviewed your book so isn't that interesting yes. what's your feeling about book reviews do you like to read book people who've reviewed your books do you ignore them do you take it on board what's your I, uh,
1: you know it's difficult not to take um, uh, to ignore these things and I think the writers who say they ignore reviews are usually lying Um uh, you know, your book is is like your baby. It's mm. you take it very personally. So I find it difficult reading reviews, and even the most positive reviews, somewhere there'll be a but because you can't write uh, you know a positive review without a but here and there. And uh, quite frankly, you know, I read the whole thing, and then sort of only focus on the but. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult not to. Um, you know, I do try to read them um, in a in a sort of rational way and take on board constructive things. If somebody um, engages constructively with my book, I'm really grateful, even if they think I didn't succeed in certain places. I suppose the reviews that I don't like are the ones that sound a bit personal or... Um, you know sort of try to say that I ought not to be writing about this or that because I'm this kind of person because I don't think that those kind of restrictions should be placed on right? yeah yeah
0: interesting that and interesting actually that you should use all these analogies of the book being your baby and people <laughs> saying this that and the other because this is exactly what the imagined child is it's, yes. it's about Odette's baby that grows up and yes. other people's responses to her I'm just going to leave that bit, mm. park that uh, that thought for the moment. But I was talking to Lauren Bukas earlier, and she, I said, so where did her her new book, which is called The Shining Girls, where did the germ of this idea? Expecting her to say, it had been you know with her for years and years, and it just came about as a sort of like a random tweet. The imagined Child for you came
1: about how? I suppose um, this has been sort of mumbling in my in the back of my mind for a while. I've, you know, I've often spoken to to um, people, um, parents, and um, it's always struck me that um, uh, sometimes there, you know people have extremely difficult feelings. Um, about their children sometimes. Children and parents, you know, those are primary relationships. They are, they're difficult. And yet, people find d- difficulty in admitting to those, except sort of late at night after kind of six glasses of wine. And I wanted to play with those sort of difficult feelings that, that parents have. And, um, also, you know there's a, a um it struck me it struck me as an idea it struck me that these kind of um primary relationships form us, and we're all damaged a little bit. each one of us is damaged in some way or another to a greater or lesser extent either genetically or through our upbringing, and how we deal with that damage, how we come to terms with it, whether we are able to forgive is is what determines the kind of adult we'll be and ultimately the kind of Parent, And I suppose we all feel guilt about our children, blame our parents to a certain extent, but if we're going to blame our parents, perhaps we should blame their parents for the way they turned out. And then, you know, it sort of struck me as an interesting idea. And and then I suppose as another little kind of sub-thought, I started thinking about how, in a way, the country is... Is a little bit like our parent and our child, you know, especially in this country. We have, um, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, feelings about, um, you know, we blame it for the way we turned out, perhaps for our damaged selves, and we also feel guilt for the way it turned out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I suppose. I mean. Yes. You. there's
0: a lot of blame going on here. We're blaming <laughs> parent, parents for damaging children, but they, parents also build children. Absolutely. Uh, one way or another. So I mean, there's you know, it works. Yes. Both ways. That's that's the thread of the story. That's a, can I say the main thread of the story? I suppose. Yes. But there, yes. But there are other
1: stories. I mean, yes. our, our heroine Odette is also dealing with herself. She is And I mean that's actually I suppose What it's about It's about her Trying to deal with her own secrets The kind of secrets that we all keep In order to maintain our sense of self In a way But she has to face her own flaws Come to terms with her own flaws So that she can um, Cope with life Cope as a parent And I mean I, I think what you said is absolutely true I suppose I was Talking a lot about the, the, you know, the difficult feelings, the aspects of blame and guilt, but actually, the book is also about redemption, um, mm. and and about Odette doing the best she can, um, and being the best kind of parent she can, uh, you know, under the circumstances. And I I did try to deal with that, because it's it, it's it struck me that um, parenting isn't just about the one or the other, the push or the pull. And a few years back when I read We Need to Talk About Kevin by Lionel Shriver, which was, you know, great and and a a, a really well-done book, and she dealt with very difficult parental feelings. But it felt to me all like um, push. You know, that mother had no sense of connection with that child, whereas in my experience it's much more about, you know, push-pull. You'll... You, you know, you might have difficult difficult feelings, but at the same time, you desperately want to protect and do the best you can. Yeah. The, um, there
0: are quite a number of other issues, and you've got some rather clever devices here, not least of one. You're talking about Odette dealing with her own flaws and her own issues, which she does together with Heather, the psychologist friend who she goes to see. And that's quite a neat way of her bringing out her own issues and, and dealing with them. Um, but... Joanne, just hold that thought. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. You know, Heather, the psychologist, how does she fit into all of this? Stay with us. In focus this week, the go slow by magistrates intensifies and courts are bearing the brunt. But legal staff say they are underpaid and sick and tired of poor working conditions. Meanwhile, the state warns that the ongoing strike could cripple the justice system. Focus, incisive and insightful. Sunday evening at half past six. Only on SABC 2. Recent reports say 500 people died due to negligence in one of Limpopo's biggest hospitals. But is this just the tip of the iceberg? When you look at shortage of, of, of health professionals on their own, that is significant to increase this uh, maternal maternal death in the province. We take a deeper look into the Limpopo health crisis. Watch special assignment on Thursday at 9.30 p.m. on SABC 3.
1: This is SAFM.
0: And this is SFM Literature, and we, had a, we put the book down for a moment there just to take a quick break. But I was, uh, I'm talking to Joanne Richards, and her latest book is called The Imagined Child. Uh, incidentally, it's published by Picador. But I was just uh, talking there, um, Joanne, about this device divisive use of bringing in the psychologist. And not mm-hmm. only do you bring in the psychologist and the conversations that Odette has with her, but also the fact that the psychologist recommends that she write first thing in the morning. Two very clever ways of getting in additional information
1: yes i mean i tried to play with that in that the you know the usual way i suppose that somebody might use a psychologist would have her reveal all in the therapy sessions but firstly it struck me that people don't often do that you mm. know they often will if they are hiding things from themselves they'll find it quite difficult to open up immediately to a psychologist so almost all the way through Um, Odette kind of lies to her psychologist, lies to herself and to her psychologist but hopefully little things get revealed despite herself that the reader will pick up so it's revealing things there um, so that the reader is almost able to gain a, a little bit of insight into Odette, which she's having difficulty... And I think the reader will also to gain some
0: insight in. into what it's like to go and see a psychologist because <laughs> she keeps <laughs> saying irritating things like, how does that make you yes. feel? And, <laughs> yes. and why don't you want to come anymore? Yes. Uh, which I thought was, written in itself is very, very interesting. But the the thing about writing, and, uh, you know, the, uh, Heather, the psychologist, said to her, but you must you know, write what you feel, and then she mm. gets cross about doing, doing that. But actually, the writing... It is in itself very revealing she does start yes. to release her thoughts
1: yes she does she she uh, slowly you know at first she's resistant and then things start to come out that 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 do finally reveal um you know what she needs yeah. to
0: another clever very clever device is the fact that she is a, a scriptwriter writer for a or a storyline scriptwriter for a tv soap so she has to keep going back to the city having left it behind for this small town uh, or small town in the free state so that sort of keeps you busy with other things as well and the, the thing about moving to the free state to, to the little town is because you had a bad incident in Johannesburg. Is something that's happened to you? I think you did spend some time in a small town yourself. I
1: didn't, um, but, but
0: um, you go to we work?
1: We, uh, my partner and I, uh, for a while, had a small house in a free state town and um so we would go there for the odd weekend and so we did you know I I did draw on that for the texture and characters and surrounds and the environment I drew on it hugely um but Odette you know isn't me (laughs) yeah um you know the things that happened to her didn't happen to me but could um you know I mean could happen to anyone, really. Yes, and you
0: make a point of saying, I think in your acknowledgements, is that, uh, you know, although you drew on that small free state town, there are none of the actual people that feature in the book because there are some very interesting characters. Uh, But one of the reasons that she moves to the the small town is
1: is to get away
0: from crime and, and yet...
1: Well, partly, you know, I sort of felt... Um, you know, Odette has these difficult feelings t- about her life and, and also about South Africa, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, that sort of theme of shall we leave, shall we go, where should we go? And she's trying to escape the worst of those feelings and somehow she feels that the small town will be simpler. One of the things you know, is that she had, a, 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 you know, an incident, a robbery, but it wasn't, as these things go, a bad robbery. Yeah. But um, she uses that a, a little bit as a kind of justification, but in fact her reasons for going to the town are more complex than that, and perhaps she's trying to escape her... Life yes, yourself.
0: yes. There's a great deal of complexity in our poor old Odette who mm-hmm. suffer very badly. And I just want you to know that uh, Nume Machinini, who's going to be part of our panel discussion on uh, writing, the art of writing book reviews in a minute, in his review of your book, he says... The mother-daughter relationship is symbolic of democratic South Africa that we have all given birth to, which unfortunately is not a perfect one. So that's something to think about. But uh, the the mother-daughter relationship is enormously complex. Daughter Mandy, who has gone to live in England and got herself into a spot of bother over there, I don't really want to give away exactly what's ha- what happened to Mandy and why she's in the sit in that no. situation, but uh, because that really would be spoiling it.
1: Would be, it. Give up, give yeah, away yeah.
0: But she is a very troubled young woman, and this comes right back to where you began about parents and their yes. relationships with their children, for which they either feel guilty. Um, you know I don't know what it is about being a parent but you're constantly blaming yourself
1: well exactly I mean it's part of guilt is I suppose just part of being a parent really Um, and so I yeah I try to sort of play with that but in a way that hopefully is um, you know, draws people in. I don't, wouldn't like people to think it's all about heavy, you mm-hmm. know, guilt and stuff. Um, I mean, I've tried to make, you know, Odette, Odette is complex, but hopefully she also has some humour, but also what happens and, um, the, you know, what the book kind of leads to. Uh, um, you know, I've, I, hopefully it's, Quite exciting, you know. Yes. Um, it it has a kind of mystery about it, or a psychological mystery, that that I'm hoping read, you know, leads readers on.
0: Yes, yes, no, absolutely. And and there are sort of moments of uh, of levity, you know. The, I think the real bit comes in where um, Odette does go back into the city to uh, to have the scriptwriting uh, meetings where everybody gets together, and there are lots of sort of amusing moments there. And that's very real because I think you ha- you have been, or still are. A scriptwriter? No,
1: I've never been, but oh. I research everything incredibly well. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I'm a journalist at heart, oh. Oh, so maybe it's the
0: journalism. Bit yeah, more.
1: everything is. Uh, you know, um, I I I work in uh, teaching writing courses with a uh, an experienced scriptwriter, um, and I sat with him and got him to tell me how it works and how these things are, and I've been in different kinds of brainstorms. So I sort of know the you, um, the the kind of culture of them or the feel yeah. of them and so yeah I tried to recreate okay, that okay yeah. I forgive me if I been, suddenly made no. you
0: a script writer in that case I'm not sure if you are or ever have been a, a coffee barista but it seems that you've no. done a bit of research into I that as and well and you know
1: something funny I don't even like coffee <laughs> um, <laughs> but I needed Odette to, w- to do something in her new town so I thought a coffee shop you know she, ne- she needs to open a coffee shop because there isn't one of course and so I went, I, you know, that's what I do. I just walk in and bother people. And I went into a local um, coffee shop here in Joburg and um, I had him show me how um, to do it. <laughs> so, it's,
0: um, uh, yes, and again, that's a very interesting little way because it, the coffee shop brings people together. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, all these devices that help bring in all the characters variously. Um, Joanne did you enjoy writing this
1: book was it it something that did you feel that you had got off your chest you know um, writing itself is complex Um, you know some days you know it wasn't something that I needed to get off my chest from my life or anything Mm. but um, these were kind of ideas and feelings and when you're preparing to write a book they do weigh on you a bit because they kind of waiting to be written yes. so it bothers you and then you know when I'm not writing I feel sort of vaguely agonized um, and when I am writing you know if, it, if you sit down and it doesn't come that day it, it you know it's, it's painful and then days when it flies it feels euphoric So writing itself is a sort of difficult process and I normally try and get a first draft down and then I go back to the beginning and I start really fixing and really working on it and then I start enjoying it because I can see it starting to form and reform before, before me.
0: We always talk, always talk about writing as being a very lonely pr- process, but of course you do have to factor in all the other people who are living with you and around you and have been part of your life, and much emphasis on relationships between parents and children and the damage mm-hmm. that, that is wrought thereupon, um, which is quite difficult because, and in fact, uh, I think that Odette's mother, I think I can say this, that Odette's mother uh, was an alcoholic. And um, when you told your mother that you were going to be writing this book, she said, Oh dear, now everybody at my book club is going to be hiding with (laughs) Sherry. It's (laughs) a (laughs) shame.
1: So she's forgiven you, has she? Yes, I'm I'm sadly. My, I lost both my parents um, in the last three months, so my mom saw the book. She actually, my publishers very kindly gave her, um, sent a copy through for her Kindle before it actually came out, and she read it, she loved it. She always joked, because she always said everyone thought she was every mother in every one of my books, you know, um, and she read it, and I managed to bring her a hard copy, the weekend before she died, so she saw it, and she loved the look of it. And, um, yeah, so it's particularly Coignant. sort of poignant for yeah. me to be writing about parents and children. Um, um, but she did, uh, she told me she thought it was a beautiful book, and that meant a lot for me, Absolutely, actually. it's yeah. a
0: milestone of a book in many respects for you, Joanne. Thank
1: you. Thank
0: yeah. you, thank you, and very best of luck.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And do stay tuned and and listening if you can, because we're going to be talking a little bit about your book again in just a minute. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Joanne Richards, lovely. Thank you. And her book is called The Imagined Child, and uh, once again it's published by Picador. You're listening to SFM Literature.